Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. On this week's episode of Barbecue Tech... We're getting ready to get down with some barbecue pork belly. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime and co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What's up, my brother? What's up, what's up, what's up to my peoples out there? All right. I know we are a little late getting this show up, and we deeply apologize, but let's get down to business, man. Let's get it. Um, So I did it. I went and uh, stopped by Costco to grab some ribs and some chicken uh to do a little practice session on and a little testing session and then as i was walking by i was like well would you look at that (laughs) they had pork belly uh there i've been in costco thousands of times and never once noticed the pork belly there they're like hey you told the people you were gonna get pork belly done let's get it done it's right here in front of your face i had no choice i didn't go in there to buy it but I had no choice to get it. Um, and, and it was uh, interestingly enough, there was another guy that was, uh, buying one as well. And I was like, you're going to smoke it. He was like, um, he's, uh, I'm just going to make my own bacon. But, uh, he, yeah, he said he was looking at meat church's video on making, uh, pork belly, uh, bacon. And, uh, so he was following that method. I was like, now nah, I'm smoking it straight out. Going to do, uh, burn ends. And, uh, and and rock with it like that. So, and I was happy, also happy to see um, that he was checking the size of all the pork bellies. Like he literally went through every single one. And this is the first thing I will tell people right out the gate is off when you get a brisket, when you get a something a big piece like a pork belly or something like that. You know, do the best you can to scrutinize the meat so that you know. That it's going to cook as even as possible. Yeah, I think I mean, when usually when you and I go to the butcher together, the first thing when they bring out briskets, we look for and you usually tell them before they go back that you want something with a thicker flat, which right. kind of sounds funny when you say, I want the flat to be thick. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is. I mean, you but know that if it. it's too thin, yeah. it's going to be burnt. It's going to burn up. And what you're wind up going to do is as you're shaping the brisket, you're going to wind up cutting way more off of that deeper tip. into that. That yeah. doesn't hurt me too much because eventually those become burgers but nonetheless it's uh i think probably the same thing runs here yeah and it just you know for ease of use and for um you know just uh getting a nice even cook 
uh, and being able to enjoy much more of the meat the way you expect it to enjoy it. Yeah, just try to make look for pieces that are very uniformed and even as much as possible. And if not, just recognize where it's not so you know you may have uh, something to work around. So I have actually smoked pork belly before. Absolutely loved it. Um, I went straight for the pork belly burnt ends. Um, and I decided to refresh my memory because I hadn't done it in probably a year and a half. And I know we wanted to do one uh, more current. And uh, so I just did a quick search to see if I could find a video of uh, uh, Malcolm Reed's video, who I watched and uh, kind of got a He did a kick butt job with his. And I what I liked about Malcolm Reed's video. Yeah. And I think he has a couple of them up there, but one of them, he essentially did like almost like one by one cubes of them. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about that one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like, cause he made them individual bite sizes, just something you can grab off. Cause let's be honest, pork belly is just bacon. So, you know, you're right. It's and super can- rich too. Yeah. And you're canning these things up. So it's like, yeah, you want a single bite. I like that. But I also, the real thing I liked about it, which I was like, the, those smaller cuts, you get a lot of surface area to really get that that cook that you want, that, right. if you will, bark that you want, and that covering versus if you did something that's super large, obviously. I'm not saying there's not a problem with going larger because I've seen them do it where you almost put it on like a, like a sandwich or something like that. But right. I definitely like that. It's just they look like a pain in the butt to deal with on the, the grates. Yeah, no, but they're really not, though. Um they and you know a lot of people there's a couple of different techniques people can utilize as well you know th- some people will score the fat on the top so that it kind of blooms as it smokes um you know some people just do it flat uh straight uh some people will put that fat side down some people will leave it up so i, I don't honestly i've only put it where that fat cap is up um and I, I liked it just the way it, it, it came out. I can definitely see a case where you want maybe want to get some more crunch on it or, or something like that. But uh, on this current one, I left it. Not only did I leave it up, but I'm actually smoking at a higher temp because I normally, you know, have the smoker set around 285. That makes the middle of my smoker about 255, 260, which is what I'm kind of comfortable as far as time wise. Um <clears throat> and uh and cook time now are you still i know you are you still grabbing temp on lots of different locations or are you grabbing temp in other like you know middle look i mean i guess you know your smoker very well to say if i set it at this the middle of the test smokers tends to be this but do you still have great temperatures on various grates in the smoker or no o- only one only, only one i need to okay. so now so the meter does allow me not to have to do that because you know the meter will read its temp on its own, right? So it'll give me the ambient temperature where it's at. And then um, and then I can just do, uh, y- you know, I can adjust as needed or just right. recognize something might take a little longer. Or, or what I'll find myself doing is rotating the foods as well just to make sure, like, because the ones that are lower tend to give me a little bit more bark. The ones that are top you know, lighter, but cook, you know, cook a little bit longer. So even though it cooks relatively even across the board. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, Malcolm Reed did when he did his pork belly burn ends um, is he pre cubed all of his, uh, his, his pork belly. Yeah. And then, so there's some advantages you get with that. 
which is you, you know you get to season all the way around each piece right so each piece is going to give you a fantastic bite um and you know and you're going to be able to it it'll, it'll cook faster because they're you know smaller pieces so there's definitely some advantage to that um <clears throat> But um, what I decided to do, since I already did that method, and I, like I said, I really enjoyed uh, the way those came out. I decided to do a different method uh, this time around, and I went. I'm following uh, Heath Riles, which is you know, they're him and uh, Malcolm are good friends. Um, I fo- I'm following his method. So <clears throat> essentially, what he did was he took his pork belly and he treated it like a brisket which I thought was super interesting. So uh, in fact, I'm probably going to do both methods. So let me, so let me explain. So one of the first things Heath did on his is he took that pork belly and he cut it directly in half, <laughs> just slaps right, right down, <laughs> cut it in half. So he had two equal, you know, square pieces because it's, you know, usually a rectangle. And then he seasoned them up both the same and then, uh, and cooked it like that. And he cooked his at uh, 300 degrees. And the total cook time was roughly about five hours. Um, <clears throat> and it looked like a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, piece of meat that came out of that smoker when it was done. So I decided to do a couple things different. One, when you do the burnt ends, you do cut them in those like one by one size that you said, uh, like you mentioned, Rod. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to cut them a little bit bigger. I'm thinking I'm going to go for like a two by two. And it's strictly a presentation thing and and a kind of habit thing. So when I have those little cubes, I will overeat them. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pop, pop, pop. I'll pop three before I even make the plate. Right. So I was like, <laughs> you know, if I make them a little bit bigger, then I can more make a plate out of it where I can put some stuff around it. You know, coleslaw, whatever, mac and cheese, whatever you want. Um, around it and then I can just go sit down and enjoy it like a fork. So, so that's what I'm going to do, uh, this time around is I'm going to cut them a little bit bigger cubes and make them kind of like more individual servings versus the little, uh, cubes on them. Yep. Okay. So next, but the, uh, so I'm going to take half of it and do that. The other half, I am going to treat it like a brisket. All right. So, um, so right now it's on the smoker right now as we speak. So any pictures you guys see will, will be a result of this episode of the podcast. Sorry. And I, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Actually, I do. You um, do. Yeah. Okay. I just like doing it. Um, okay, did though. you, did you say that you looked at the meat church one? Cause I, I didn't actually look at it. He just suggested I take a look at it. So, uh, but I had a feeling that you had watched it already. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish you would have not not because I, I think you would have melded the two techniques um, with the meat church one. What mm-hmm. I think you would have liked about it is that they did theirs with a. Um, oh, God. What was it? Uh, I think it was a peach habanero. Yeah. So because you like spice. And when I saw the meat church one, I was like, mm, that looks good because you get that sweetness from the peach mm-hmm. habanero. You get mm-hmm. kind of get that heat, which I was like, I just immediately assumed that you would have you would have probably gone that direction. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out at some point. But I had my the reason why I wasn't too worried about the sauces and seasoning is because I'm still playing around with this new rub that I created 
Yeah. Um, which is going over very well. Uh, most of the people that have tried it have actually said they liked it. Um, and I'm actually soliciting more feedback as we go. So um, we'll go ahead. You know, no, 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 no. I, I will say that it was definitely oh. good. And you decided. said Heath Riles is the other person that treated it more like a brisket, right? Uh, yeah, Heath Riles did a video where he tra- yeah, he's treating okay. it like a brisket. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. I'm with you so far. All right. All right. And um, so 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 because of that, I wanted to use this rub instead of using anything else. Now the only difference is I'm, I may just go with it straight and then actually use the sauce on top of it. Um, on I'll definitely use a sauce with the uh, burn end one. And then with the brisket one, I won't, I won't sauce it. Okay. But, but, um, so essentially it's going to run for, I probably say a good two to three hours. Actually, I need to bring the temp up on my smoker because I meant to bring it up to the, uh, while we're doing the episode, I can bring up the temp. That's why I love technology when it comes to smokers, <laughs> folks. Um, yeah, we're sitting at a solid 285. 285 degrees right now. I got an 11% fan output. I'm not using any probes on the meat because I just, you know, I don't always probe the meat that I'm cooking immediately. Sometimes I just wait until, you know, it gets along the way. Um, So, pit temp, and then we're going to take that up to 300. Update, boom, done. So, the cool thing that he did as well was what I found interesting, at least, is he, when he wrapped it, he actually wrapped it in foil. Uh, Texas crutch. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. He wrapped it. He wrapped it in foil and he double wrapped it. Now I've seen people here and there double wrap. I have never actually done it. So I'm, I'm in, I'm interested in how it came out. Cause like a pork belly is a lot of fat, right? Anybody who's ever made bacon understands how much fat is as a result of just putting bacon in a pan that has zero oil in it. Well, if you go to the video and you look at it, right, it, yeah. it, 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 it came out really good when he's slicing it off. It, it really sliced like a brisket. Um, cause he took, he actually took it up to, uh, that 205 degrees. Sorry. Range. Sorry, you lost me. When you said he sliced it, um, he's not slicing it like a brisket because you said something about like two by two cubes. All right. So let's back up. All right. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. So Heath Riles, the methodology that I'm following as far as um, cooking half. Oh, oh, only half of it. Okay. Gotcha. Right. He did both halves the same way. I decided to do two to take my two halves. I cut it in half like he did, but I'm doing them differently. I'm going to do one as a burnt end. And I'm going to treat one like a brisket like he did. I'm very interested to see how that comes out. Okay. So. So you got smoked bacon and then you got burnt ends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Keep going. No, well, I, I, again, if you look at it, though, it looks, it, you know, it looks excellent. So he actually took, took the pork belly up to 205. Yep. Um, He didn't quite let it rest, but I'm definitely going to let mine rest. Um. And then the other thing is when he wrapped it, he wrapped at 165, which is traditional what you would wrap uh, uh, brisket at anyway, or right around right around that temperature is where I start looking to figure out, you know, if I'm ready to wrap based on how it looks. So his looked excellent. 
I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> and, and I I I I apologize because it does not look like it. It, it does not look like bacon. Yeah, it is ad- absolutely not. So I will make sure that I include a link because, yeah, looks looks quite good. Um. So yeah. So he he did that, and um, wrapped the one sixty five. He seasoned it pretty heavily too, um, all the way around, and he smoked it fat side up. As well, and I would say on this, do what you want. You know, especially if you have your heat coming from the bottom, it might even be better to put it up. You know, put it upside down just to make sure that layer of fat gets a nice little rendering. Yeah, uh, on it. But uh, you know, because of my the way my smoker smokes, it's not. It doesn't matter to me. But it's definitely, it's definitely going up. Um, But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, kick anybody out the club (laughs) if they went down on this one. So, so yeah, so right now it's been on for about uh, 30 minutes and uh, it's looking good. I checked it uh, right before. Um, I really like the rub that I'm using right now because it lends, it especially lends itself well to pork. So, um, sorry, quick question. Um, Mm -hmm. You did, while you used his cooking method, right? You didn't use his, uh, I think his competition barbecue rub or his. I didn't use any of his rubs. Okay. So you went. You still use your own traditional rubs that you like on it. Well, not even that. Remember when we had Gabe on last week and I was talking about the jerk uh, rub that oh, okay. I was making. Right. So I'm using that oh. because I'm testing it on different foods. Okay. To kind of see. So, so far I've done it on ribs. Outstanding. I did it on chicken. Outstanding. And so now I'm going to try this pork belly and then next up will be a brisket. And then see how how it's holding up. All right. Uh, um. And in fact, side note, I sent you a bunch of barbecue to your house. I didn't hear a word about it. Oh. Uh. So my wife wasn't hungry that evening to try it. And then the next day, my son. Well, I know the. It. I know your monster kids definitely. Uh, it did not last. My son came home. He was what's in the foil pan? I was like, I don't. Oh, that's what Chris had home for your mother. And he's like, Can I have some? And by some, he meant the remainder. Wow. Uh, and that coleslaw that you made, that truly was probably was the best coleslaw I've ever made. Yeah, that was. I I, had, I made a couple changes to to my typical recipe, and I was extremely ecstatic with the way it came out. So yeah, it's rare that you take a coleslaw directly out minutes after you make it, and it the flavor is just on point. I mean, it, it is as good a day later as it was when you finished mixing it. And for some, and it 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 went meshed really well with the chicken. Yep. Too. So I was uh really happy with that. It wasn't too. So which was it? Drew that ate the the barbecue because it, no, was, it kinda, was Aiden. Oh, oh, he handles heat decently. Aiden. Yes. Yeah. The other one is baby mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute so, baby mouth. So that's one of the things. And folks, when you start making your own seasonings and you start making your, your own rubs and stuff like that, definitely get as much of a wide array of you know, definitely start with your day ones, your your cool people, uh, the people that you know that know your barbecue, but have you know can can give you great feedback. Because I have I have a couple rod, of course, and then I have a buddy of mine who has a he, he has actually a sophisticated uh, palate uh, when it comes, especially when it comes to eating barbecue. 
Um, but so wait a second. Are you saying I don't have a sophisticated palate when it comes to barbecue? That I said. Did I just get insulted? I <laughs> said Rod, and I said I have another buddy. What yeah, you, you said about? like Rod, and then you I said I literally that sent a tray to your house. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like. I, was you, insulting me? you did not come to my house for barbecue. You came no. for tools. You left with tools and barbecue. Yeah, so okay, I just wanted to make sure you weren't throwing some shade. Where no, why would I do that? Back. No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. That that would be a bridge to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Far. No. Um, oh, Lord. But the problem, the downside is, right, is he handles heat like I do. So he was like, heat's perfect. Yeah. But I sent some to another uh, friend. And I was like, hey, try this out. And his wife was like, yeah, it's too hot for me. Wow. Because, I mean, I tasted and I was like, at first, I was like, I don't taste any heat here. And right. you were shocked that I said there was no heat. And right, I was like, I took another piece and I was you like. You can't handle heat, but you don't, it's not, you don't like the high heat. Much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And You're I like was like, the, it was the second piece was like, I don't taste it. And then it was like a couple seconds where I let it sit. And I was like, okay, yeah, I feel it on the back of my palate. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like. You know, biting into a habanero where you yeah, like, it's not, oh. it was not an immediate burn, no, but it definitely had some nice warmth, yeah, to it, absolutely. And, uh, and so, when I'm trying to make something like this, my goal, at least at this point, is you know, I would definitely have a method that I would do it for my own personal liking, but if I'm doing something for a bunch of other people, then I would much rather you know, suit the broader needs, um. And then have an option to say, oh, let me sprinkle a little bit of this other one on there to kind of take the take it up a notch. So. So, yeah, so for them, it was too hot. So I'm going to make another batch that doesn't have as much heat to it. But uh, I was kind of I think Karen can go is kind of. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. If it it would would, no, she handles heat. But I would you know, she's also pretty good to let me know if it's too hot for her. So I was looking for that. So next time, because it's all gone, <laughs> this batch is all gone. So anyway, so just just a couple of tips there that you know that I'm using as as long as also with this pork belly is um, using the same rub I um, made some more, um, and and the other thing is I'm changing the way I think about my layers of seasoning. And Rod and I, I was uh, kind of going through this with Rod, uh, and it it really kind of 
it came from our conversation with Gabriel last week from uh, the Spice Exchange, which, uh, you know, I went back and re-listened to that episode. I don't do that very often because, you know, I don't like listening to us talk. <laughs> but um, it was such a fantastic episode. And uh, he, he, you know, he had some really down to earth and some really cool um, advice. And just based on re-listening to that, I kind of just said, let me take a step back because I've always said, Definitely use multiple rubs when you're making your barbecue because uh, if you can, you know, if it makes sense, uh, because you really do kind of get an experience as you bite through it. But you, the, the downside of that is, is you don't necessarily control like the levels of salt between the two different rubs. Right. And it's yes. impossible to take it out. So you have to be you have to add that extra um, diligence to make sure that you know, that your rubs aren't overly salty. And yep. so, you know, so I taste every rub right out of the bottle multiple times. And then out now, because of last week, I'm going to make sure it sits in my mouth a little bit longer just to make sure I'm understanding the notes that I'm picking up. But more importantly, when I, you know, sometimes I'll just add some black pepper to an AP that I purchase, uh, especially, uh, and, you know, just so folks know, we're talking about Heath, Heath Riles rub uh, that Rod was mentioning earlier. Yep. Those rubs, the, you know, uh, Malcolm uh, barbecue, how to barbecue rice rubs, which we use a lot. They're all at Mason Dixon barbecue. Um, the, you know, the folks we're trying to partner with, uh, within the next. Oh, Heath Riles is there too. Yeah. Heath Riles is there too. His, uh, his bottles are black and red. Yep. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, um, I think they all are killing me with these black tops because when I'm reaching down into my little seasoning tray, it's like, oh, black top. Nope. Wrong right, one. Black, right, oh, wrong no, one. Wrong, wrong one. one. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're all at Mason Dixon Barbecue. Definitely, you know, if you guys venture over there, leave a message that you, we sent you so um, we can develop this partnership. Pretty soon, we're going to have our first piece of equipment from them to test out and uh, do some cooking with uh, to see how we like it. So I'm really looking forward uh, to that. Um, so anyway, um, the. So. What I'm doing now is before I would just make a rub that I liked and I would make another rub that I liked. And I was like, okay, I'm, these, these two takes really good together. I'm going to do that. But now I'm actually more forethinking about the layers that I'm creating. And you can do this with a pre-purchased rub. It's not, you know, just think a little bit further, you know, and I'm thinking about, okay, this layer is my base layer. This is going to give me my good, you know, right out of the gate, you know, my pepper, my salt, all of that jazz, you know, a little bit of uh, savoriness from like the onion powder or something like that, which is, you know, pretty much which is going to be in your AP. So, and so I had been using an AP as a base for most of the stuff that I cook anyway. Um, but then now I'm going to start thinking like the next layer up, what do I actually want to do with that layer? Am I trying to take you down a path where I'm opening up the palate more uh, with some savory uh uh, tastes like uh, some cumin or some uh, coriander or something like that or am I going to try to take you to some heat you know what I mean so we so then I add a layer of heat to that um, yeah in this particular case I've been now using my new little dry jerk rub on that second layer yep. um, which is kind of giving you a little bit of heat a little bit of sweet and then you know but also those flavors that you would expect from any type of Jamaican cooking. And then, uh, so for, so for, and then you can do a third layer on top of that if you want. Um, and that brings out something else. So, so let me kind of tie it together. So 
let's say I was doing like ribs for myself. That first layer would be that AP layer. That second layer would probably be like that savory, you know, making sure I get the cumin, the uh, celery, salt and stuff like that. But then when I put that rub, that little mix together, I would make sure that the salts are balanced so that I'm not over salting the meat. And then the third layer on something like that would be a sweeter, maybe, maybe smokier uh, flavor, like some smoked paprika and yeah. some, and some, you know, brown sugar or something like that. So that's how I'm thinking now. I haven't worked it all the way out yet. So I'm, I'm throwing this out there on the podcast, uh, so that other folks can, if they're willing, try it out, see, and, you know, we'll see if we come up with, uh, something together, uh, on making this really, uh, dope. But that's the kind of the, um, the idea, uh, of how I'm treating it. And, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how this bad boy comes out. Now, the only thing, and I'll ask you about this. So, like I said, he double wrapped it in foil. So he didn't wrap it and then take that wrap and then put it in another wrap. He, you know, laid out two sheets of foil and then wrapped the whole thing all at once. So it's like he just made a thicker uh, wrap of foil. Now, you know, traditionally I do brisket, definitely going to be, uh, you know, butcher paper. What do, what do you think? Because, you know, I got a couple of hours to make this decision. Uh, I'm a fan of butcher paper. Um, but I guess if you're already in foil, does it really matter at that point? Well, I'm not, I'm not having put it in anything yet, right? So I'm talking about for this cook that we got on there right now. Should I wrap it in butcher paper? Should I double wrap it in butcher paper? Or, I, or do follow what he did and do it in foil? I say you follow what he did because you're trying his technique. So once you start altering someone's technique, you can't say you don't have that that basis to say, like, if it doesn't come out well, you're going to start to question, was it because I or was it because I or was it because I? So I, in my opinion, I say, give it a give it a shot with his method and don't change it because you're already changing the seasoning that he did. So don't don't change too many elements. OK. All right. My, fair enough. My thought. Fair enough. So um, the only variation will be his his rubs. But other than that, I will I'll, and I've never double wrapped anything in foil. Like I've never done ribs like that. I've never done brisket like that. So this will be a new thing. So, I, but I will double wrap it. So I'll tear it out, um, lay it out, wrap it up, um, and put it back on. Um, but the the burn ends, I will smoke because I didn't start out with it cut. I'm gonna let that go for the whole time. Pro- not the whole time. Probably a good three four hours. Probably about three hours, right? You know, maybe once it gets up to about 170, I think I'm going to cut it then. Okay. And I think it'll be pretty tender at that point anyway. So then I'll cut it, re-season it, and put it in a pan with some sauce and then let it just cook on down with the sauce. So I'm kind of torn because maybe I'll do it like that, but leave it open or maybe I just let it go all the way to 195, cut it. Because that's how you would do a regular burn-in, right? You would actually let it cook out, cut it up, put it back in, and then let it re-render the rest of that fat while it's open in the uh, and you know cook down some more. So, what do you think? I don't have it. I I don't want to mess it up, so I'm not offering <laughs> my opinion. Because I know no matter what I do, this is like it's like a I can I can see the trap you've laid. I'm not stepping into it. What do all you right. think you should do? Is what all I right. Ask. My all right. I changed my mind. I'm gonna let it go all the way up to like the 195, 200. I'm gonna cut it then, put it back on, and let it cook down some more. I I think that's the best method. Yeah. So I'll I'll do that. 
I won't, I won't pull it too early. Not too many variations, I guess, is what I'm was is what I'm after to make sure I get a, a solid uh, a solid cook here. All right, I'm I'm excited to see the results of this, and I promise the show notes will not only talk will not only comment on the uh, results of it, but you'll also hopefully uh get to hear from uh hear from mr ashley on uh oh see some photos of the finished product as the the header for this so um i'm super excited to see what what, what comes out of this yeah man so uh props to gabe for- uh, oh, sorry i didn't ask are you for the burnt end ones are is there going to be a barbecue sauce or is it going to have the um the uh um is it I assume it's going to favor more on in the direction of uh the uh, sound of jerk. No, I'm going to do sauce on it. So the and this is going to be the interesting part of it, I think, because it's going to have the you know the base layer as well as the j- j- dry jerk rub that I made on top of that. Yeah. So then having that cooked down in like a regular barbecue sauce, I think it's going to be really really good. Okay. Because uh, I I you know. This, the sauce with the with the uh, with the jerk actually tastes really good. So, um, and 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 also, and I think I'm just gonna. And my baseline for barbecue sauce is Famous Dave's. I'm not Famous Dave's. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I actually, I actually like their sauces, but Sweet Baby Ray's. Excuse me. So there, there it is. Yeah. So anytime I do a sauce, uh, and I'm just like when I'm in, when I'm in experimental mode, uh. I use I start out with that, um, but I think we're gonna go back to start making our. Well, I'm gonna have you whip up a batch of the uh, the Coca Cola barbecue sauce we love so much. Yep, I and, yeah I remember you asked me to do it this weekend, and then things got hectic. So I I, I, I didn't give you grief. You know, I was like, he hasn't mentioned it, so maybe he doesn't really need it. And I'm not uh, gonna ask. No, I, I wanted time. it for sure, but I just wasn't gonna make give you a hard time about it. Uh yeah, well it was I was also dealing with a kid's birthday, so it was yep. like and that's the other reason I didn't quite beat you up so much. So three soccer games, birthday party, birth birthday dinner, then in law's birthday, and then combined birthday dinner, like my last several days have been a birthday like it's it's almost like everybody gets the never ending birthday party except for me. <laughs> Well, at least you'll get invited to my birthday party coming up here soon. I won't so. be invited to your Thanksgiving, but I won't. I won't air our dirty oh laundry on this show. So just selling me out. It's so early. I mean, you might as well put Christmas decorations out right now, Bub. Jeez, it's so early. Uh, uh, we'll if you guys are wondering, I know you've been enjoying the show, and you get to listen to Chris and I talk about how we prepare Thanksgiving together, without even calling me and saying, "Hey, Rod, one of my other buddies." decided to sneak in and confirm Thanksgiving with me before I even talked to you over two decades. His One of his other friends, I couldn't even, I would ask him in July, like, hey, you want to do Thanksgiving together? Say, oh, I, you know, I always do Thanksgiving with him. He didn't even call me. He just, actually, he did. He called me to tell me. I'm about to say, how did you find out except for me calling you? Like, calling hey. you and saying, uh, yeah, I got better plans with a better friend. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Actually, I still need to send our buddy who snaked you away from me an uh, FU message, I, which I'm about to do right now. I totally forgot. 
He just said, listen, I know you've been going to rise. Yeah, he shouldn't have asked. That, <laughs> literally that, that, that's like saying, I know you're married, but <laughs> it's just, it's like, and here's the worst thing. Then you decided to cheat. That's the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh, since you put it like that. <laughs> Since you since you lay it out so nicely, oh, uh, you're, you're right. You know, well, I mean, if you think about it, you had a long time where I you, you would invite me. Yeah, every we, had a, week we had a couple to, good year run yeah, to yeah. to watch to watch uh, fantasy football, and I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going. Oh my! And then Lord. finally, you're like, man, I've been asking you for a while now. You've never. I was like, dude, you don't have the Sunday ticket. <laughs> he was like, is that all? <laughs> he ordered it the next week. Uh, yeah. but um i i was like but my other buddy uh who you know we're all and just so everybody be clear we're all very close friends yes know? we are yeah. um, this is all this is all i'm just all i'm fun. joking when i am gonna send my friend a message like that but i know all, he is gonna bust out uh, laugh when he sees bo- it. both of these gentlemen were at my wedding <laughs> Ooh, uh, but uh he had pointed out that we had never done a actual uh thanksgiving together either so he felt it was his turn to get a run uh so we did it so it's all good but anyway um that's it for this week's episode folks um we appreciate everything you guys are doing uh for us uh we will see you next week uh where i have some uh really cool barbecue things i've been experimenting with i'm i'm excited to break it out and share it with everybody else so um Thanks so much to all the patrons out there. Thanks so much to uh, all, all the folks, the fans listening. Please continue to tweet out the show, leave us comments, and let us know what you think. And also, um, if you have, if you're not in the uh, Discord or on the Patreon, uh, we're actually going to start posting some of the older shows on YouTube. So if you want to see some of the fun we're having while we're recording, by all means, uh, go check those out. Go subscribe to the YouTube page and. Uh, and enjoy it and until next week we are out on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns